Hello everyone and welcome back to More Than Yesterday. Um, if you are new, welcome. My name is Kenzie and today I still can't breathe. If, mm, <laughs> honestly, I don't know where to start guys um, and I apologize um, in advance if this wasn't what you were expecting. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it and I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna fake it. So this is a warning. If you don't want to hear the perspectives of a black woman today, if you don't support the black community today, um, or if you are a little traumatized by everything that's going on, um, you have every right to exit this podcast now. Um, and I will never hold that against you. So with that out the way, Thank you guys for joining me again today um, and I want to thank you all so, so, so much for all the support to all my friends, my family, my new supporters. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, putting this out here was a big, huge step for me and I was scared of the response that I was going to get. I didn't expect to be welcomed or understood. So I just want to say thank you so so much. Yeah, so let, let's let's jump into today. Um, I'm entitling this "I Still Can't Breathe" for obvious reasons, and there's a lot going on in America. There's a lot going on in the Black community. Um, no surprise, honestly, but I do think we've reached a maximum boiling point, and that has been evident in the media, the news, all over social media platforms in the last week. If you know me personally, you know it takes a lot for me to become emotional and it takes a lot for me to cry. Yesterday morning, I woke up and I felt completely drained, mentally, physically, emotionally. I didn't know what it was. I, I've never experience such depletion in in my life before and I was making my morning coffee and tears just started flowing and I mean I'm just trying to pull this sugar in my coffee and I, I couldn't hold it back and that to me says says a lot about what state we're in right now in my life because it, I I not to say crying is a a bad thing it it doesn't make you weak at all i don't want you guys thinking that but for me personally that it takes a lot for me to do that and i i don't i don't know what that means you know like i i don't know i don't know <laughs> it it's it's getting ridiculous um I've never felt so hopeless and simultaneously enraged. I mean, if it weren't for the fact that I live in a household of elderly people with underlying medical conditions, if I didn't have parents who were older, if I didn't have pregnant women around me, if I didn't have such vulnerable loved ones by my side, I swear I'd be burning it all down burning it down and I do not normally agree with violence or rioting or looting I don't agree 
However, when you don't listen to people that have been crying out for centuries, that have been protesting peacefully, that have done everything by the book, and it still does not work, there is no other language to use, especially when our president of the United States of America is calling us thugs, is using white supremacist rhetoric, and puts the value of objects and merchandise over the value of basic human life, of black human life. I see no other way. And I'm sorry if you do not agree with that. That is not at all what I I want to make you feel. I don't want to I don't want to make anyone feel as though they should be doing these things because I still believe there should be other ways. But at this point, what else will work? What else will work? I want to thank everyone, all of my friends, all of my community members, all of our allies for stepping out on the front lines and being there for people who couldn't be there or being there to support and fight back. It takes a lot to do what you guys are doing right now. And I just want to say thank you so, so much from the bottom of my heart. If you feel the weight of the pandemic on top of everything that is going on in the world right now, I truly understand where you are coming from. I do. Every day is a battle. Not only we as a black community are fighting this pandemic, we're being taken out by the numbers, but we also have to deal with being killed because of the color of our skin. During a pandemic, we are fighting for our lives, not only because of our health, but because of senseless police brutality, senseless racism. So if you are feeling defeated, I understand and I'm right there with you. But the world has never stopped for anyone's convenience, especially black people. We don't get breaks. We don't get them. We can't afford breaks as, as a community. If we were taking breaks, we wouldn't be we wouldn't be halfway where we are right now. I'm, 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 I'm going to be honest with you guys. Um, I have some friends saying that, you know, they, they need a break. And I've, I've had breaks too. I really have. Um, I've never completely stepped off of social media. I've never completely stopped watching the news because I think that's, if anything, that's just doing an injustice and it's, it's setting us back even further. However, I do want to stress that we as a community don't have time for breaks. I understand that we are stressed, we are emotionally depleted, physically depleted, and stepping on the TL can be a bit traumatic. But slaves weren't given breaks from slavery. They weren't. Slaves weren't given a break from slavery. So in this day and age, to need a break, we can't afford a break at all to think of what black people went through in the 1960s during the civil rights movement what we experience today is 
a fraction of what they went through. I mean, they were physically tormented day in, day out, hosed down in the streets, told to get on the back of the bus. You name it, they went They went through it. I, I, I mean, y'all know, at this point, y'all know. It's in your classes. It's, it's in your textbooks. You know what they went through. Every day in America in 2020, Black people are experiencing maybe... I don't want to say all black people, but at least for me, and I can speak for myself in my immediate friend group, we are experiencing a fraction of what black Americans went through in the 1960s. There are other aspects that our ancestors didn't go through that we are going through, such as a complete immersion in news and media. And what I mean by that is, you know, they didn't have Twitter, they didn't have Facebook, Instagram, everywhere they turned wasn't 100% coverage of everything that was going on. So I understand how mentally that aspect of our lives in 2020 America can pretty much deplete us in ways it never existed before for our grandparents and our great-grandparents. But like I said, guys, we can't afford breaks and we can't afford to sit here and say I need a moment because George Floyd did not have a moment Breonna Taylor did not have a moment we don't have time to waste at all because every second a black person's life is put on the line the injustices did not stop we got too comfortable sometimes I sit here and I just wonder how we got to this place you know, what, what happened after the civil rights movement when we made humongous strides in the black community? Well, what happened? What stopped? What, how, how, did we, how did we get to the point where our entire economic, socioeconomic system is against us? And I know this is from the beginning. And guys, I know I still have a lot of education uh, to go through and I still have a lot to teach myself and to learn from others. So before, you know, I get all into it, I really want to open the floor for you guys to comment, reach out to me, share resources, pull resources, become a community to educate each other. But I still wonder, how, how did we get to this place? And I sit here and I talk to my friends and I talk to my family and I swear it's like talking in circles because, I mean, everything leads to everything else. One thing leads to another. It's, it's mind-boggling. So I can't hope but to think that we as a community became desensitized and almost brainwashed into believing that racism was a thing of the past. And I know, I know that might sound a little crazy because we we still see racism. We still see it day in and day out. It's in our systems. It's 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 beating our 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 community members alive. But what I mean by this is we we reached such strides in the black community to the point where we thought that no racism isn't gone but we're headed in the right direction we're getting better we're getting better by the day we're electing black officials we made a black president we things were happening that made it seem like things were getting better 
But they weren't getting better. They weren't at all. In fact, they were getting worse. We got caught up in the idea that everything was okay or everything was going to be okay. Racism must be getting better, right? But the issues were rooted much deeper than that. Because you can't change people's beliefs. You can't change them. You can try. But when these beliefs become a system, when these beliefs become what we teach our kids, when these beliefs structure the lives of black people when they don't even know it, they don't even know it. They make coming to a form of enlightenment, black, brown, white, or anything of the sorts, nearly impossible. Impossible. Because yes, we get woke. We learn. We fight. We protest. It is so rooted in our system that it makes any form of reformation nearly impossible. And I think that's where a lot of, at least my personal frustration lies, because we know what the problem is and we know what needs to be done, what needs to be changed, rather, I should say. But the question is, how? How do we do it? Now, I have a lot of um, opinions and a lot of thoughts and this will never ever be able to be covered in one episode so please excuse me if my thoughts are all over the place but I'm sure that we're all thinking these same exact things because I talk to my friends I talk to my family I see it on Twitter I, I read the captions on Instagram I'm on the news 24 7 so I see such frustration but the problem is How do we plan? How do we strategize? How do we actively build something new that lasts? A sustainable solution for the black community. What I mean by sustainable, not just for today's generation, not just for today's kids and parents, but for my my grandkids, my great grandkids. I mean, we're talking everlasting reformation. I recently found out that I will be uh, an auntie. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, and I'm going to have a nephew. I should be so excited. I mean, I am beyond belief. I'm so excited. I mean, other than the fact that I really was rooting for a girl, you know, like I wanted a mini me, but it's okay. I love, I love me some boys, but I, I struggled because the first thing that came to my mind was, damn, I'm, I'm about to be a nephew to a black man in America. What does that mean? (laughs) I mean, we know what that means. But the fact that bringing a new life into this world can't even be a joyous occasion. We are in the middle of a pandemic and I'm still fearing for my nephew's life who hasn't even been born yet. What do I teach him? What do I tell him? I was watching a a video of Jamie Foxx. I've heard this from so many other people, but this one stuck out to me where... He was discussing how he learned of George Floyd's death as he was sitting there with the young people of his family. And he just reiterated the fact that, what do we tell our kids? Because we would tell them to cooperate with the police. And now we know that doesn't work. 
You get killed when you cooperate. You get killed when you fight back. You get killed for simply existing as a black person. So what do we do? What do we tell our kids? My friends and I are fearing getting pulled over. I don't leave after a certain time at night because I don't want to be caught on the road as a black woman in a car. I don't want to be pulled over as a black woman in America. That is a problem, ladies and gentlemen. That is that is <laughs> that is beyond anything I could ever imagine. And I mean, I have a lot of privilege and I recognize that in many forms, not only as a lighter skinned black woman, I recognize that privilege. I'm an educated black woman. I recognize that privilege. I live in a better community. I recognize that privilege. But even still with all these privileges, we are still fearing. So I can only imagine what people are going through in all these other areas that have been going through this for years. I mean, years before I even came to a to a realization, it was there. And I'm, I'm ashamed at my lack of knowledge and my lack of education in my own community. And, I, and I, I recognize that. But we, we're still fearful. Because even as far as the system will let you get as a black person, you can be educated, doctored, degreed up, everything. I mean, you could be the freaking president of the United States and the system will still find a way to tear you down to find something in you that's a problem and you will still have a ceiling put on you no matter what if barack obama did even a fraction or was accused of even a fraction of the things that trump has been accused of has been blamed for all hell would have broken loose we know that we know that for a fact because y'all were throwing up dirt on a black man that wasn't there. It wasn't there. I'm not saying Barack Obama is a perfect man. None of us are. But how can we let somebody who calls people thugs, who puts merchandise over life into office? I, I, don't, I don't get it. I really don't. As I talk about it, things get more complex and I, I have more questions and I get more enraged, honestly. So for all of you who have friends that are not within the black community, so Latinx, white allies, people of color, everything, so on and so forth. If they are silent, if your friends are silent, call them out. Call them out. You like black men, but you don't fight for black men's lives. Okay. You're black designers. Not gonna even, we're not going to go there. Don't name them, but we know. Your black designers take black dollars, but they don't give those black dollars back into the black community. They're neutral, but they take black dollars. The companies that thrive off of black culture, stealing designs of black artists, appropriating black culture, call them out. 
don't give them any more of your black dollars. Girl, I look, I had a whole pretty little thing cart lined up, y'all. My heart was so heavy, so heavy when I found out that I had to cancel them, yo. Like, I mean, if we're going to keep it a stack, they should have been canceled for fast fashion purposes long before all of this happened. However, you know, that broke college student, <laughs> that broke college student budget was just speaking in my ear. However, call them out. Call out these companies. Call out the people who want your black dollars but don't support your black life. In situations like this, a person's silence speaks louder than words could possibly ever. Because if you are silent, you're basically saying that what is happening is neither here nor there. And some people will actually take that even further and say that your silence means you support oppression. Your silence means that you support white supremacy. Your silence means that you support black inferiority. I'm not, I'm not going to go that far. Because I actually believe that some people truly stand by neutrality. And the craziest part to me is black people who, who, who are neutral. How can you be neutral? How, ladies? I, I, it doesn't make make it make sense. Make it make sense. I, I don't get it. Like, someone, please. I don't get it. Your community is dying. That could have been your best friend. That could have been your homegirl, your homeboy. That could have been your mother. That could have been your father. But yet, you want to be neutral. Would you be neutral if that was your family? Would you? Because that's what that means not speaking up i don't care what kind of platform you have no matter how big or how small you best say something because if you don't you're saying a lot more than if you did period i don't have a huge platform but i took it upon myself to make one to reach out to start one started a community people weren't speaking up enough guess what i spoke up and yes it's uncomfortable as hell but where are we how are we going to grow if we don't speak up and say things that are uncomfortable if your white ally friends or your white friends that act like allies but don't really come down to it and pull up when the time is important if they're not saying anything or if they're uncomfortable when you do say something mm, might want to rethink that one I wouldn't want to be waiting on uh, them when I'm in trouble. I really wouldn't, y'all. I mean, I have black friends that aren't taking this to the degree that it deserves to be taken to as a black person. And they know who they are. And time and time again, you can try and try to make people see something but at one point you have to you have to look at look at it and and wonder why don't they see that what in our environment in the american environment 
has made that person not see it. Now, I'm not blaming everything on the American environment. Sometimes it could be your upbringing, your parent, your your community. However, take note and let's do better as a community because there is a huge lack of education within our black community. I grew up in a household where I wasn't necessarily taught what it meant to be black. In fact, I'm going to be real, growing up, I didn't know I was black. It was quite shameful to grow up and learn that my grandmother had to buy me a book on the different shades of being black. And when I look back on that as a 20-year-old woman, I'm like, what? Like, and now I go on Instagram and I see these mothers teaching their kids, teaching their daughters and their sons what all this, you know, beautiful magic, the black magic, you know, what it means to be black, black pride. And I, I didn't get that growing up. And I'm not sure if it was just me. And I'd love to sit and talk to some people about this, but I didn't get that growing up. You know, it was, it was almost as if we weren't trying to emphasize our blackness growing up. Like, we were trying to get in these better neighborhoods and I was trying to get in these private institutions and sit next to white kids in class and to get scholarships and you know I didn't experience that and now as I've seen what other parents are doing as you know a young adult I'm reforming how I want to raise my kids and how I want my nephew to grow up. I mean, I, I'm not going to have no kids until about 10 years, prayerfully. Um, but, you know, we should be educating our youth to hold their head up high, to take pride in being a black, a black kid, a black girl, a black boy. I didn't grow up learning how to behave, how to think, and how to speak as a black person in society and I can't help but to think that that was because I was raised to blend in not to stand out and if I learned anything from this situation is that it is our duty to raise our kids and bring them up with black pride teach them their history and teach them their importance in the world and expose them to the challenges that they will face now this looks completely different in 2020 America I will say because the things that worked before, they don't work anymore. Everything that we have taught previously to our kids has to be thrown out the window. Because obviously we see it doesn't work. Peacefulness doesn't work. Kindness doesn't work. It, 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 I mean, you name it. It failed. It failed. The only thing that has ever gotten attention is violence is protesting disruption of their dollars because when they start losing money that's when it matters and I would love oh my gosh I would love if imagine a world in which all black people and people of color and allies if you will stop working stop supporting the system 
stop building the economy. They'd be hurt then, wouldn't they? Mm-hmm, they would. I sit here with my friends who would possibly go into um, law enforcement, you know, military, things of that nature. And they don't want to do it because they don't want to support the system, right? And I get it. The system is killing your people. The system is bringing you down. The system holds you from your potential. However, I strongly believe, oh my gosh, like if there was one thing that you would get from this podcast, the only way to get the system to change is to join the system, to reform the system from the inside out. You don't like the police officers? Guess what? Join the force and become a better one. Join the people. Become the judges. Become the lawyers. Become a defendant of black people by stepping into those roles that we need black people in, that we need people who believe our same beliefs in. Become the teachers, teach these black kids, support black lives by taking on these roles, becoming the boss. And I know it's hard, it's so hard because white people don't wanna see that and they'll do anything, including killing you, to see it not happen and that's what baffles me i mean truly how could you as a person be okay with knowing that the only way you can get ahead in this world is by putting the life of another community down killing them oppressing them wouldn't you want to work for your titles wouldn't you want to truly earn everything that you have Will we be anywhere without black people? No, we wouldn't. So in, in a way, it almost fuels my fire a little bit more to know that a community of people would be nowhere without putting another community down. Because imagine if the black community didn't have all of these oppressions, weren't put down so much, weren't held back. Imagine if we were on the same playing field. We started from the same starting point. Man, (laughs) we'd be light years ahead of y'all. Y'all, enough is enough. Enough is enough. And I truly think this might be it. And if it's not, we gotta make it it. This, this has to be the turning point for our people, for the world. I've never seen anything in our past spark the global response that is this, this death of George Floyd has caused around the world. And, I, and I, I don't know if anyone's hearing me from outside of the U.S. and I highly doubt it. But if you are, oh my gosh, thank you. Like, I mean, to see that is is amazing i mean it's truly just it it, sometimes i tear up just at how beautiful unity can be i really do they're already saying that this movement is one of the biggest in history and it's so sad that so many people had to die in order for this to happen their lives was such an unnecessary sacrifice for something that should have been realized years ago 
years. I hope that the world will never be the same again. I don't want to go back to normal. I don't want to go back to business as usual. I dare, I dare somebody to go back as business as usual. Because that means this was all for nothing. And it can't, we can't let that be all for nothing. I truly want to emphasize my belief of education, unity, and connection being the true way that we overcome these tragedies, these injustices, the system, if you will. And if you think back, you look at your history textbooks, your old assignments, or any any novel that has been written, any story that has been told, that has been passed down, you'll hear a pattern and a theme of unity. And I think that's why in the past years, it has been so hard to get anything off the ground when it comes to Black Lives Matter or, um, you know, any, any kind of movement that has been brought up. Because we have grown divided in the past few years. I don't know what to blame. I don't know if there's anything to blame other than ourselves. But we've grown divided. We don't we don't connect anymore. We don't come together. We don't support and uplift. We're in constant competition with one another and it's disgusting, honestly. And I've done it. I've been a part of it. I grew up with that. But it has to stop and it has to come to an end because we will get nowhere if we don't come together create a harmony of our voices and support one main goal and it's a shame that during our pandemic we're forced to stay apart and I know a lot of us are still coming together and I still want to urge you guys to please be safe watch out for your health and don't put your family members at risk. And if you have the opportunity to separate yourselves into quarantine or to go out there and come home to a place that isn't threatening to other people's lives, great for you. Great. For, I mean, that that is such a blessing during this time. But it is truly a shame that our churches are closed. Um, a place of unity. Like, I mean, you don't have to be very religious, but if you pull up you feel you feel that energy you you almost feel an immediate welcome in a church I mean and I've been to many churches but I always feel an immediate welcome and if if it's a true church you know not those people who you know claim unity and outcast you in the church but you know if back in the day they were able to overcome what they overcame there's no reason why we can't do the same no reason so i urge you connect with your friends check on your friends if you are not black check on your black friends because they're not okay right now they're not if you haven't said anything if you haven't spoken up if you haven't actively done something let this be a wake-up call let this be a wake-up call because i'm just one person 
and I'm not largely, you know, uh, I'm not an accurate representation of the greater majority of the black community that is affected by all of this. So think of someone that is. Just think about that. I can't begin to imagine what that person is going through. And I know that's a blessing. And I know that's a privilege. So that's why I'm doing everything in my power to speak up for those who cannot speak up. Who, can't, who don't have the time to stop and make a podcast. Who don't have the time to sit here and educate you. Because they're fighting for their life. Day in and day out. I never want to come to you guys without telling you that my opinions are my opinions. And if you support them, good. If you are against them, great. Let me know. Let's talk. Let's discuss. Because that's the only way we can ever come together. And we can ever learn and grow from one another. And ultimately create a community. So with that being said, I have attached some resources for you guys to learn from. To dive into. Things that I want you guys to consider. And also links to things that you guys can do to change the world and and do your part during all of this you see so many people so many of your friends and they stand these artists stand these designers i mean they got the shoe release hours before they pre-download the albums they do all this stuff right but since when do we stand these musical artists and designers and etc. All these celebrities harder than we stand the lives of our own people. I don't get that. And that's what I mean by black culture being loved to a certain extent. Because I love our music. Love our hairstyles, our our nails, our hair, our clothing, our aesthetic. But our lives aren't aesthetically pleasing enough for you to post. <laughs> I mean, come on, y'all. And I found myself the other day so infuriated that I just went on a rampage of unfollowing anybody. I checked your page, I checked your story, I looked at your history, watched your videos. If you ain't say nothing, I was unfollowing. Because I'm not going to sit there and support you being an influencer. But you don't even use that influence. And yes, I'm adding all the people with the money, power, and influence and to impact the situation. Money does not change the color of your skin. Your occupation does not change the color of your skin. Your zip code does not change the color of your skin. But I want you guys to take note of that. When you support these celebrities, support these designers, support these musical artists that really made me wonder, do they even know they're black? I pray that one day we will be able to implement these changes in our day-to-day life. So the fact that we don't have to be feeling bad to post a picture. Like, should I post a picture right now? God, I don't know. I mean, people are dying. You know, like... 
that's sad that's really sad and and then that's that's also another thing that i i, I want to give you guys perspective on these influencers th- this is their job their image is their job these celebrities their image is their job so to play devil's advocate here imagine if you have hundreds of thousands of followers if not millions right and your pictures make you that money you can't stop posting pictures you can't like you can you 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 can but that's that's your livelihood you know and and that's why i can't say too much to that stuff because any and everything that they do and say is going to be put against them at the end of the day just think of it celebrities are supported um through people and if you're saying stuff in support of things that they don't agree with your money goes down i mean the money makes the world go round right and i will admit i don't believe that a lot of these artists are putting up what they need to be putting up because we know what they're making we know what the, what they have I mean, shit, Drake is over here, owns a Birkin, and ain't got no girl in his life. None. Unless he's giving it to his baby mama. What you got a Birkin for, sir? I know I'm gonna get some backlash for this one, too. But I just wanted people to put their money where their mouths are. Come on. That, and that's another thing in our community black people may get out but don't give back once they do they don't they waste money they go bankrupt they buy all this crap that they don't need i'm not saying you don't deserve luxuries you hustle hard you work hard yeah you deserve it but also put it back into your community so that more people can get to stand next to you one day god i mean I have so many plans, but my plans are not just for me. They are for my family. They're for my friends. We all eat here. We all eat now, and I'm broke. We all eat, and I'm still broke, but I'm still making sure you got food on your plate. And that's the crazy part, because these people make it out, but they don't don't let the whole world eat. They just think about them and their friends or, you know, their girl. But what are you doing to make sure that more people have the resources to get to where you are as a black person? What are you doing? And no, I understand that celebrities aren't always 100% transparent, but in a world where image is so important, so important, and what people see online is literally sometimes your life, wouldn't you want more people to see what you're doing wouldn't you want to promote that knowing people that people look up to you kids look up to you and you're not you're not help you're not helping and you're not setting a representation hmm i mean black black representation is everything everything i mean for so long i felt guilty because the things that i was into a lot of black people weren't or they weren't boasting about it 
slowly and steadily you know black people get integrated into the things and but you know i felt like am i trying to be white because i like these things or because i want to go into this career path i don't see a lot of black people in it so should i just become this like hold up that's why i don't stop i don't stop in what i like and what i want to do because i if if i have to be the first black girl to do what i'm going to do i'm going to do it for the next black girl that wants to do it and that's on that black representation matters what you say what you do what you post what you don't post what you tweet what you don't tweet it matters y'all i don't care i don't care what you have to say to me i have some people literally saying you know social media uh isn't that deep it's just social media why should i have to post it on social y'all y'all come on yo you cannot sit here and say that you can't and as much as i want to believe social media don't matter it do it really does because if it didn't y'all if social media didn't matter why do we need breaks from it why do we feel mentally drained from it if it didn't hold that much power over you you wouldn't need a break from it point blank motherfucking period and we know it does as much as we want to be in denial of it in a world where social media is literally how people get their news, people stay informed, people meet the love of their freaking lives, social media is everything. And I guarantee you, if social media was available and invented in the time of the civil rights movement back in the 1960s, things would have gone a lot differently. And best believe it would have been a tool used, which is why I blame people for not using their tool. Ooh that sounded weird <laughs> i blame people for not using their social media platform i really do now i get it not everybody wants to take to the online and and all this other stuff but you know we don't have time for worrying about looks just say you don't care sis say it <laughs> say it but that's enough for me today, y'all. I, I think I've said enough. <laughs> um, this will not be the end. Um, I will start, you know, getting into much of the other topics that I've wanted to share with you all. But um, this needed to be said right now, here and today. So, again, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for the support from everyone. I know that through some of the sharings of my opinions and beliefs, I might lose a few of y'all along the way, but I'm hoping that I don't. And I'm hoping that you still, if anything, listen and learn and reach out to me. Let's talk. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out a way to make an online community. So if you have any tips and tricks about that stuff, please reach out to me. If you just want to say hello, hey. I'm not a scary person. I know sometimes I come across like that, but if you just want to say hello and hey, what's up? Hey, girl. Yeah. So thank you guys so much for joining me today. Um, and I hope you've walked away with something more. I'm praying for the health and safety of you all. If you are protesting, please stay safe. If you are out there working, if you're an essential worker, please stay safe, please stay healthy stay prayed up y'all and if you want to reach out to me on my personal page 
I am at every platform at Kenzie Perot, K-E-N-Z-I-E-P-E-R-O-W, and I will catch you guys in the next episode. Bye.